class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed. My faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. Overcomer means you win, means you came out victorious. And um, the key to that is our faith in our good God. The scripture said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. There's so much to know and learn about faith, but it is not this mysterious thing that no one can understand. Uh, it's easily understood uh, by the word of God and by the natural examples that the Lord gives us to understand. It's a whole lot like the strength of your body. Your body has to be fed and it has to be exercised to be strong and to develop. Well, your spirit's that way. That's why we lead off with that confession. Your spirit needs to be fed just like your body. You know, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And we need to see it that way, just like natural food comes into your, you take it into your mouth, you chew it, you swallow it, and then it gets into your digestive system, and part of that becomes part of your body, and part of that is used to fuel your body, to give you strength. Well, the scripture says that's exactly how spiritual things function. Uh, the, in the book of Job, it says the ear tries words like the tongue uh, tastes food. And so spiritually, instead of eating it with your mouth, you eat it with your ear. <laughs> and, and you taste things spiritually in your hearing. And if you receive it, just like you take food and you chew it in your mouth, if you receive it, you chew it in your mind. And if you, that's meditation. And, and if, you, if you think about it long enough, you'll swallow it spiritually. And when you swallow it spiritually, just like with your body, that becomes part of you. Part of that becomes part of you and part of it strengthens you spiritually. Jesus cautioned and exhorted. He said, take heed what you hear and take heed how you hear. And we should be, um, you know, watchful about what we see and what we hear because it can and does have an impact on you, good or bad, especially something you continue to hear and continue to watch day in, day out. So uh, that's why we have faith school is because not only did you need faith last week, you need faith this week, right? How many, you know, ate food last week, but you're going to eat food again this week? Is that right? Well, why? Because 
uh, you know, last week's food helped you, but you need some, something for today. And so that's why we keep having this. Get your Bible and come on into the classroom. Let's pray and release faith to be fed again today. Father, thank you so much. You're our source. You take good care of us. You are our good shepherd and you feed the flock and water the flock. And we are your flock. Thank you for taking such good care of us. Give us utterance and ears and hearts to hear today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look with me, please, in the, in the scripture again, in Matthew 15 and also in Mark 7. And we'll actually begin in Mark today, Mark 7, talking about uh, the 10th individual account in our study on healing of the Syrophoenician's daughter. In Mark 7 and verse uh, 24, it says, From thence he, Jesus, arose, and he went into the borders of Tyre and Zidon. And again, this geography is significant because it, is, it keeps bringing up who the woman is, where she's from. And they entered into a house and would have no man know it, but he could not be hid. Jesus was actually at the time looking for some privacy <laughs> and some rest. And, um, but said he couldn't be hid. They, uh, people found out he was there. And next thing you know, this woman is there uh, actually yelling. We would say hollering. You know, she was, she was yelling about uh, her daughter getting help because her daughter is in a bad way. It says, for a certain woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him and came and fell at his feet. We've seen this more than once, that the beginning of the miracle for the individual was when they heard about Jesus. Right? Well, how does faith come, class? Anybody remember? Romans ten seventeen, uh, a verse every faith student should know, right? Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes, comes. That's how you get faith. That's how faith comes to you, by hearing. Isn't that what we were just talking about? That's, that's how you eat God's words, is by your hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Actually, uh, a more literal rendering of that verse would be hearing... Uh, the anointed word of the Christ. So hearing anointed words, the anointed rhema is one way you could say it literally. Christos and rhema are those two words. Faith comes by hearing the anointed rhema. So that's what happened here. This woman heard about Jesus well, why would that make her want to run and find him to get help for her daughter? You know, if she just heard that he was a, a brilliant speaker, <laughs> right? That wouldn't have made her think she could have gotten healing for her daughter. Hmm? If he was just teaching on end time prophecy, <laughs> right? Uh, no, we, as we see with these other accounts, uh, there were times repeatedly where there were thousands of people 
that either touched him or he touched them and every one of them was healed. Well, she heard about that. And I don't know if she witnessed it personally somewhere or heard about it secondhand or after the fact, but she heard about healings and deliverances in Jesus' ministry. She heard about that power and that anointing that people were talking about. And so she made a decision that this is real and that she, she's going to go get it, whatever it takes. And, and, and haven't we seen that again and again, that the individuals that we have record of, none of them were passive and waited at the house for somebody to notice them. Right? None of them. I mean, faith is a mover. Right? Faith gets up and goes after it. Isn't that what Jesus said? Ask. Right? It'll be given to you. What if you don't ask? Seek. And you'll find. What if you don't seek? Knock. And it'll be... Can you see? That's you taking some initiative. Right? You get yourself up, you get yourself out the door, and you, you that, obviously, what did she do? She heard about this healing and this deliverance and this ministry and about Jesus. And it's, uh, you know, I, she didn't have much revelation about the Christ, I, I don't think. We have every reason to believe she was what we'd call absolute heathen, <laughs> you know, ungodly. Canaanite, we'll talk about that later, but um, she made a choice. This is real. I believe this. And then she went after it. I, I don't know what kind of process she had to go through, but she's like, where was Jesus at last? You know, where, was, where did he preach last? Where was the last meeting? We heard he was over here. So she went over there. Have you seen Jesus? Where did he go? I don't know. But eventually they said, well, uh, we heard that, uh, I don't know, you know, they were kind of keeping it on the down low, but he may be over. Yeah. <laughs> he, he could be over at so-and-so's place. Well, she shows up and sure enough, he's there and she commences to crying out, Jesus, Jesus, son of David, Jesus. Well, she believes something can happen for her. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation. Now, can you see again? It mentions the geography. It mentions uh, where she's a native of. Why? Well, see, it said in Matthew 15, we studied yesterday, called her a Canaanite. And here it calls her a Syrophoenician. Those are two words. And, and really it's a Phoenician uh, from the Syria region. And so she is not a, a Jewish woman. She is not from Israel. And she is not, you know, even back then, even though you weren't born Hebrew, you could become a Jewish proselyte. You could declare your faith in God and follow, you know, pursue the law and that kind of thing, no matter where you came from. But she hasn't done that. Are y'all with me, class? Yes, yes. She, in today's terminology, we would call her unsaved. Mm -hmm. We would call her an unbeliever. 
in God up to this point, and yet Jesus said she had great faith, <laughs> right? But great faith for what? Great faith for deliverance and healing. Can you see that? That's, he didn't say she has great faith for finances, right? Her great faith for all these other areas. No, he's talking about this specific area, the specific things she came there for, that she's asking for. Uh, and we see this faith demonstrated through her conviction, through her actions and her words, through her persistence, don't we? Yes, Jesus called it great faith. And if she can have great faith, unsaved, come on, are y'all with me? How about me and you? Born again? Right? Got the Holy Spirit? Got a Bible? Yeah, yeah. We can have great faith. So, say it out loud, class, I can have great faith. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. He went on to say that she was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by nation, and she besought him that he would cast forth the devil, like we said earlier in Matthew, that's the word for demon, cast forth the demon out of her daughter. This is something even a whole lot of church going people today, they don't even believe this. I don't know how they explain it away in their mind, but they're like, you know, Boy, they used to have trouble with demons back then. But I guess. <laughs> but uh, somehow or another, you know, they all went away. <laughs> and by our generation, no, no, I wish. I wish they all went away. No, you, you have seen evidence of these things. You just probably didn't call it that. Unseen influences is what this is. Her daughter, this wasn't imaginary, her daughter had become influenced by a bad spirit, a wrong spirit. Uh, these spirits are, they've been here generation after generation after generation, and they influence everybody they can. You'll see it, especially when people get in, worked up in a state, especially rage and anger or extreme grief and sorrow. You'll see people doing things they don't even remember they did. You'll see people acting and doing things that later on they are so embarrassed and ashamed of. How could I do that? Why would I do that? It was an influence that they yielded to. Hmm, Y'all with me, class? Is the Holy Spirit real? Uh, if you don't believe the Holy Spirit's real, you, you don't, don't believe in God, right? But He's real. Can He influence us? Absolutely. If you yield to Him, the love of God, the peace of God, the joy of God, all these things, we can we can experience His influence as we listen to Him and as we yield to Him. Well, millions all over the world, they are yielding to thoughts and feelings brought to them by wrong spirits. And they don't even realize it, but they're yielding to them. And the more you yield to them, 
the, uh, the more of a hold they get in your life. And that is evidenced through torment and vexation, anger, depression, grief, these kind of things. Uh, listen to what uh, one of the translations said about this um, in Matthew uh, 15, 22, talking about this. You don't have to turn there. But in that account, in the Young's literal, it said that she came forth and said, Deal kindly with me, sir, son of David. My daughter is miserably demonized. Miserably demonized. If you look in the Amplified, same verse, it says the woman was a Canaanite from the district, came out, and with a loud, troublesome, urgent cry, she begged, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is miserably and distressingly and cruelly possessed by a demon. Weymouth said, harassed by a demon. But do you, do you hear the language, and, and this is borne out in the Greek words, her daughter is not happy, she's not peaceful, she's not joyful. Can you see her condition reveals the influence? A bad spirit is going to bring bad influences, right? You yielding to the Holy Spirit does not make you depressed, ever. <laughs> Are y'all with me, friends? Yielding to the Holy Spirit it's never going to make you suicidal. Never going to make you vexed in your mind. You don't have to have discerning of spirits or some uh, manifestation of the gifts of the spirit to know a bad spirit is in manifestation or somebody's yielding to it. All you got to do is look at the evidence, right? Look at the effects, you know. Uh, when people are just down, down, and they just stay down, and they just keep getting worse. There are bad spirits involved in this. Now, in our generation, we don't call it that. Like I said, we, people imagine something happened to all the spirits. They're gone, you know. And yet, do people have terrible mental problems and emotional problems and every other kind of thing? Are people vexed out of their mind, suicidal, all this kind of stuff? Well, that proves these spirits are still around. Elsewise, those people wouldn't be acting like that. They wouldn't be in that state. And the thing is, uh, the reality of evil spirits, bad spirits, is nothing like Hollywood. Nothing. I mean, the, you know, Hollywood portrays a demon as this some kind of giant monster from hell that all you could do is just try to run away and be scared out of your mind. That is a total lie. Lie. Guess who came up with that? <laughs> Guess who came up with that? <laughs> Demons. Yeah. They, and they're liars. They are known liars. No, the truth is they have been stripped and brought to naught. And they are not monsters. They are not monsters. And the truth is, they cannot make you do anything. Amen. Are y'all with me, class? Amen. You know, what the comedian used to uh, quip, you know, the devil made me do it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a lie. That's a lie. The devil cannot 
make you, especially you, a child of God, cannot make you do anything. I want you to say it out loud. The devil devil cannot cannot make me me do anything. anything. He cannot. I mean, if that was true, then he would be the greater one. Right? right. Not the one in you. But what does the Bible say? Greater, Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Well, that means if I yield to the Spirit, the enemy can't make me do anything. He can't make me do anything. And yet, because of his trickery and because of how crafty he comes in subtly, people don't realize that it is the enemy. And so they'll yield to the thoughts and they'll yield to the feelings and, and they'll say the words and they don't realize they're yielding to a wrong spirit. Doesn't mean that they're necessarily possessed, but it means they have given place. Didn't the scripture say, neither give place to the devil? Didn't the scripture say, resist the devil and he'll flee from you, right? But you've got to recognize what's going on. There are times you need to speak right up, out loud, forcefully, child of God. There are times you need to, when you sense fear, and oppression, and feelings, and thoughts of failure, you need to speak right up and say, get out of here. Leave me in Jesus' name. I refuse to fear. I resist you, fear. I resist you, depression. Leave me. Y'all with me, class? There are times you need to speak right up, and you need to be assertive, and you need to say, no, no, I don't want that. I'm not yielding to that. I'm not believing that. I'm not receiving that. I resist you in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody needs to say the the, the anointing is here right now. Right now. Say it out loud. I resist you. Fear. Depression. Heaviness. Death. Confusion. Leave me. I resist you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Whoo. <laughs> and what did the Bible say? Resist the devil. And what did the rest of the verse say? What did it say? He will flee. He will flee from you. Now, I wish I could tell you, you're done and he'll never come back. But he will try to come back. He will. He will. If not today, tomorrow, or next week, or sometime, he'll try to come back. But what do you do? Same thing you just did, right? You do the same thing. When you sense feelings of oppression and heaviness and confusion, that's the enemy from outside here trying to influence you, trying to get you to yield to it, but you never have to yield to it. And he cannot force you. He just can't. (laughs) Doesn't have the authority doesn't have the power. He has to talk you into it and get you to yield willingly. Well, we've learned better, haven't we? We're not ignorant of the enemy's devices and schemes and plans. And so we're not yielding to him. And if you have been, we're not yielding anymore. We are uh, resisting every time these things come up. Well, this woman and her daughter didn't resist. That's how this happened. 
See, we need to ask a question. How did her daughter get like this? See, too many times people just, you know, act like it's either unknowable or there's no personal responsibility involved. Her daughter was not just walking down the sidewalk one day and went, oops, I got a demon. Mm -mm. No. Uh, Exposure to ungodly things. Uh, We see here unclean, unclean spirit. Uh, And we know from uh, other scripture here, she is not, they have not lived a godly lifestyle. They have lived an ungodly, heathen, idol worship. And oh man, these, uh, I'm going to take you to some scripture here and and whenever we get to it, um, about the lifestyle of the Canaanites. Uh, Filthy is a word you could use to describe it. What What am I saying? Her daughter didn't get... Uh, oppressed by a bad spirit accidentally. Now, they didn't know, I'm sure they didn't know what was going on. They grew up in this. Her mother grew up in this. They think this is normal. But uh, exposure and involvement in wrong things and bad things opens you up, makes you susceptible to bad spirits getting a hold and influencing in your life. Can you see this class? And here's the good news though. Even if you were clueless yesterday, <laughs> right? Like we have reason to think she was. She's, she's not a Jewish proselyte. Yet you can hear about Jesus this morning. Is that right? And have great faith this afternoon and get delivered before the day's out. Is the Lord merciful or is the Lord... Huh? Even if you did the most bizarre, messed up stuff you ever heard about and got you or got yours into a mess, still, you can be delivered that quick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you'll quit that and, and stop believing lies and reach out to the Lord and lay fast hold of him. You see, before this was done, she fell down and worshiped him. Did you see that? That's where one of the big breakthroughs came through. She worshiped him. And child of God, if you'll worship him today, your breakthrough has already begun. Everybody lift up your hands and say, Lord, I worship you. I worship you. I worship you, my Lord and my God. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Say it out loud. I reject the devil and all his cohorts. Every evil thing. Every unclean thing. I refuse it. I reject it. I resist it. Go from me. And I worship the Lord my God. Oh, I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. And I confess Jesus as Lord of my life. Say it out loud. I confess Jesus as Lord of my life. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you did that for the first time, contact someone. Contact our offices. Let us rejoice with you and shout with you and praise God with you. It is the greatest decision you will ever make in your life. Hallelujah. 
Time's up again, but as you can see, we're not nearly done with this. Come back tomorrow. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941 702 7390.